Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast. I'm John Borton, and we're here with a fellow traveler to Indianapolis for the Big Ten football meetings. That would, of course, be Tom Crawford, uh, founder of the Crawford Podcasting Network. You'll hear him on Press Pass with Jack Ebling. He's all over the place, and in the last couple of days, he was soaking it all in at Lucas Oil Stadium. Tom Crawford, welcome back to the podcast. Well, great to be back, JB and Anthony. I, t- I tell you what, it's like, uh, you know, I always use a kid in the candy store. I'm just a college football nerd. I just absorb everything. I'll, I'll go talk to one of the players at Rutgers uh, who's got nobody in front of him just to get his perspective of what it's like to hang out in Piscataway. I mean, it's it's. I think the Big Ten does a terrific job in giving media access to this event. Some people think it's just coach speak and players speak and softball questions the media is throwing at them. Um, but I, I, I really just get a lot out of it. Uh, and I, it was uh, two days. It went really fast. I was really tired. Got home at 10 to one after having dinner in Indy with some fellow media people. But uh, you know how much I enjoy that event, JB, as do you. Yeah, no doubt about it. I really like the, the format they have at Lucas Oil, I like that setup. I mean, I do miss a little bit the old days where everybody was around, around individual table. tables. Yes, yeah. and you Remember can the move. Remember the Brady Hoke and Lloyd Carr? And, Absolutely. You know, that was like, it was like you were, you were in a vacuum. And yeah. every, there were no rules. I mean, it's, it's so different. Uh, in I will regard. say there, there are far more people there now, I, I think. And so I, I kind of understand that they do it the way they do it. But, you know, it's um, I, I, I do long for the days of moving from table to table and sometimes catching people one on one at a table. So anyway, I obviously a ton of information coming out of this. I give credit to our own staff, our uh producer Anthony Broom and also Clayton Safey. And of course, everyone knows the little ball of hate, uh, Mr. Ballast that makes it all happen. He, he looks intense, man. Oh he yeah. Looks, he looks like a Mike linebacker out there who's just ready to just tackle the world. 
Yeah, he's got the perma scowl, and that's when you know <laughs> football season is almost here. So anyway, we want to get right into it. We were talking about the questions that are asked and uh, the, the topics. One of the ones that uh, drew some interest was, uh, was a question from Mr. Tom Crawford to uh, <laughs> coach head coach Jim Harbaugh. And I would, you know, there are questions that, uh, that Jim embraces. There are questions that he um, somewhat abruptly rejects and then there are someone some topics that he doesn't seem interested in talking about uh i i would just i would say that the schedule question right now is one that uh that he kind of stiff arms and uh when when you brought that up to him uh you you got the the famous uh harbaugh <laughs> pause yeah i i've gotten it Angelique Changelis has got it. Hey, the, uh, the me. <laughs> I, I know, but that, I'm just saying that you, you are certainly not alone in that. The, talk about your feelings about this schedule. And I, I know we don't necessarily see eye to eye on it, but uh, I want right. to start off with that one. Well, um, yeah, I you know first of all let me let me preface uh, what, what what I feel when I go to an event like that or any of this media stuff I feel like I'm a liaison from the Michigan fan base to the player the access that I have that they don't have to the players mm-hmm. and to the head coach okay sure. and I feel an obligation every time I ask a question and I, and I don't ask a ton of questions because I I I I'm a sponge in that regard and I'm not I feel the writers who got to crank out more stuff than I do. Have, have, have you know have more should have more access to that because they got you guys are going nuts over there with your fingertips but i wanted to know from a fan's perspective these next two seasons 2023 20, 2024 here michigan's coming off a big 10 title a cfp um that they don't have a power five team on that schedule and all i was asking once again not to be antagonistic is there, are we going to go back to that trend of having that on with, with Oklahoma and Texas? And so I got the, the stare down that I, I've got stare downs from, from Lloyd Carr, the stare down, you know, the Lloyd Carr stare down was blows Jim Harbaugh's out of the, out of the water, <laughs> out of the water, nothing compares to that. But I wanted to find out, you know, basically, um, you know, where, where this was going, because I think, uh, I think it's an insult. To the Michigan fan, I'm not talking about the people that cherry pick tickets off StubHub. I'm talking about they have to pay the royalty fees. You have to commit to those eight home games. The money that goes into that, that they get, you know, Colorado State and Hawaii and UConn. UConn, the worst team probably in college football. And then next year, you get East Carolina, uh, UNLV, and Bowling Green. An 85 degree, you're it's hot out there. You're gonna sit there. What are you going to learn about your team? You always talk about things. Yeah, we got to clean some things up. We found out some things in this game. We learned from this game playing against this team. Ryan Day talked about we're gonna learn a lot about ourselves playing Notre Dame in the opener. What's Michigan going to learn prior to the Big Ten slate of, of playing those teams? In all due respect, I mean, a group of five. I mean, that's my son coaching the group of five, but I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm just from a Michigan perspective, and I. I just think it's an insult and unfair to the Michigan fans that they have to, you know, that that's all. They don't even get one group of, they don't get a power five guys until 2026 as it stands right now. When Texas comes to town, Uh, that's, that's not good. 
So let me play devil's advocate. I think they can learn plenty from those early games. Uh, I, I think that uh, I, I don't know that Michigan has to necessarily apologize for the schedules that it has put out uh, under Harbaugh. And in recent years, you're talking Washington, you're talking Notre Dame. I, I wasn't saying that. Though. I, I, I know, I know. Yeah. But but you're talking about the, the problems with the schedule these the two present. years. Yeah. These yeah. two years. I'd say that's more of the aberration than, than not. Uh, you've got Texas, Texas and Oklahoma in the future. You've also got um, – you've got an era in which, you know – I've seen plenty of, of national championships won uh, with that type of non-conference schedule. And I just uh, – I, I don't know that you need uh, a, a 50-50 game in those openers anymore. And I've had this discussion with others for years. I just um, – I'm, I'm okay with this schedule. What I think you can learn, you're certainly going to learn uh, about how those – defensive players the new guys that they're plug in how they move how they how they operate they're going to get a feel for the game no you're probably not going to have a fourth quarter game in those first three yeah. uh but i don't think that that necessarily rules out a um a strong performance in what i think will be a fourth quarter game and that iowa game yeah uh, that, and that, that's, that, that's the one jb okay so your first ex- Exposure to a fourth quarter game is a critical, and I mean highly critical game in, in Iowa City. If you lose that game, you're done. Okay. The problem is when you don't you don't have a quality win in the non-conference, that means you have to run the slate. You have to pitch a perfect game to get to the CFP. Because if you don't have any equity build up in a quality win in the non-conference and you lose to an Iowa, you lose to Michigan State, a Penn State, and obviously an Ohio State, I mean, where, where's your equity? You haven't. You didn't prove anything, and they, you know that's that's just part of the equation. Let alone you want to compete against the best to get. You don't find out anything, John. Playing against that level of competition, it, you, you're going to get more competitiveness in practice than you are against the Michigan defense. That offense, then you're going to get against those teams. Okay, that's all I'm saying. And I, you know, to, for Jim to insinuate. Go talk to Ward Manuel the way he closed that thing out. And I don't care about awkward moments, okay, because they're compelling, okay? Go talk to Ward Manuel. You mean to tell me Jim Harbaugh has no impact on scheduling? All of a sudden, hey, uh, Ward says, hey, Jim, here's what we're going to play in 2022, okay? No, that's not how it works. I think contractually, that's part of his job description is to have input on scheduling. So that's all I'm saying is that, they, there should be, for the commitment, financial commitment, in these highly inflationary times, that a qual- one quality opponent comes in there, uh, and 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 and, te- and and you know, pays homage to the fans for their commitment, financial commitment to watch the Michigan Wolverines at the Big House. I hear you. My only uh, uh, pushback on that would I, I would I think if Michigan has a strong performance. At Iowa, which it well could, regardless, and if it goes into Columbus with zero losses or one loss, people aren't going to care anymore. Who the, I mean, there there will it, they'll be riding high if that happens. Those, se- those season ticket holders, absolutely. I'm, well, that's a big. That's, you know, that's what every uh, that's what every season comes down to. You either win big 
or else you got people that are are unhappy. That's why you had Ryan Day getting up in at the podium saying, you know, well, we didn't do what we wanted to do. We, you know, we were eleven and two, but it wasn't good enough, and all that right. kind of thing. So, yeah, it's 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 big boy ball, as uh, as Brady Hoke would have said. So anyway, let's uh, let's move on from that one. I want to I want to there was so much that came out in this. And one of the things uh, in answer to a question by our own Anthony Broom, thank you very much, uh, was Jim Harbaugh saying that uh, the Wolverines have a freshman unnamed at this point who uh, will be a gift from the football gods. And uh I want to know who you think that might be. We, uh, we as a staff, decided on a, uh, who we think it's going to be. Uh, your thoughts? You're talking about Grant? As a, as a, what, what freshman are you talking about? Well, that's what I was going to ask, who you thought. Well, I, mean, was, I, I mean, I don't, know the, I, I don't know the depth of that. Uh, uh, you know, Darius Clemens is the guy that I think is going to have impact. But um, I, I think Ballas, is that the kid, the young man who had a sub-5? Forty. Kenneth Grant, yes. Kenneth Grant, Ken- and and it, and it, and he's uh he's a big dude, and he's a de- he's a Georgia esque kind of player, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean, which is so needed. And so when I saw I saw Chris make that post, I think that was I don't know Tuesday and everything. I mean that got my attention, um yeah, you because know, that, that's the kind of guy they need. Um, oh no uh, doubt, you know you know to to you know to muck it up inside and, and, and to be disruptive, which is. Uh, is going to be, you know, because I think there's going to be a big void. I mean, I had a literally a one-on-one and walking off with Kirk Ferentz, who I love, you know, and, and he, um, I would just asked him, uh, or actually, no, it was James Franklin um, walking off. Cause I've talked to both of them walking off James Franklin. I asked him about, um, about the Michigan game and, uh, and what they pose, you know, the, the threat, you know, or what caused that loss and everything. And I think he might even said this in the scrum to everybody else. Since those two DNs, okay, mm-hmm. those two DNs rocked that game, and they ch- flipped the game. David Ajabo, Aiden Hutchinson. So right. I'm thinking to myself, good lord, they got to make up for they got to make up for those 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 voids because all these coaches were talking about those two dudes on the ends as being disruptive, and we know Ohio State was victim of that as well. Yeah, no doubt, and I I, I do happen to think that Jim was talking about Kenneth Grant, yeah. and the reason for that is. Um, Darius Clemens was my first thought. That was mine but, too. But then you think about it, he's known about Darius Clemens for months now, and yeah. this just came out. And uh, he had talked to Bruce Feldman earlier in the day and dropped uh, that name that he was very excited about, kid that's 349 pounds and runs a sub 5.0. Uh, that's crazy. That's 40. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so I think this is the newest thing that he's thinking about. And, you know, I'm very anxious to see. But It is a strong freshman class. He's mentioned that. You talked about the losses on defense um, th- there are others that are mentioning that, and there are Michigan players and coaches who uh, will give you some pushback on that. Jim Harbaugh himself, a couple of days ago, says, you know, that the defense might be better than last year's. And when I mentioned to Mozzie Smith, uh, okay, you know, everybody thinks that the, the offense is loaded, uh, the defense, you got to plug in some guys question marks there is that uh is that something that you know you you concern yourself with and he had an edge to him 
like uh, he he might as he lines up against what some of the uh, biggest interior linemen of the the Big Ten. Uh, he said, "Keep doubting, keep doubting, just keep on doubting, all that kind of thing." Yeah. Uh, he he is convinced that this defense is going to be very very good, no. and this is the time of year where you do that. But yeah. Well, he likes his team. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, I remember last year, and, and last year, you know, it was about half as many people. And it just, you know, because we we're just coming off COVID, and it was this new concept. Um, but he seemed, he seemed really confident about that team. He seems really confident about this team. He talks about overall, both sides of the ball, this team is better than the team was last year at this time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he also said, this team is better than the one that finished against. Georgia. Okay. So those are strong statements because that's what a heck of a good team last year. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't national championship caliber team, but it was at least they were in the hunt. A uh, big gap there between them and Georgia. So I like that that confidence. And I, I think he gets defensive about his defense, <laughs> no pun intended. And mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, that that got my that got my attention as well. So um, but one thing that I will I'm gonna segue into the other takeaway from the four players I talked to, not necessarily Jim. Is the thing that I've, you know, from my perspective, living up here a mile from campus, is the is the high priority of the Michigan State game. Eric All, K. McNamara, they all said. Mozzie said it. Uh, DJ Turner, we got to beat Michigan State. That that's a, a non-negotiable thing in their mind. They've got to beat Michigan State. So no dancing around that game. No being smug about that game or indifferent about that game. They had a Michigan State mentality about the Michigan-Michigan State game like I've never seen before. That got my attention. It got me smile from ear to ear. All right. Well, you know that uh, that is going to be a game that you circle. You've, you have not beaten Mel Tucker as yet. Uh, I, I, Michigan State came into that setting in Indianapolis with a with a certain amount of swagger. They were as bad at, or worse as Michigan two years ago, despite the fact that they came into Michigan Stadium and beat the Wolverines. Uh, but then they come up with a big year last year um, and still finish what third in the third in the Big Ten East. Yeah, I'm a top 10 team. Yeah, I, the top 10 team. I think they're going to have their hands full ever winning the Big Ten East with uh, if Michigan stays the way it is, uh, has been, if Ohio State continues to be what it is, if, you know, you got Penn State, we'll see. But I, I, I will say this, um, the attitude that you're talking about can do nothing but help uh, the Wolverines. I, I think a lot of people want to play it off as uh, Michigan State little brother, this yeah. and that. And that can't be the attitude that's going on inside Schembechler Hall. No question. No, no, no. Two guys got my attention uh, yeah, uh, yesterday, uh, Ryan Day and Mel Tucker. Michigan needs to fear Mel Tucker. I'm telling you what, he's taken recruiting. He's taking interpersonal relationships with media. He's hired his own private PR firm to build relationships with the media. He's trying to take his program to an SEC level, okay? And he's got a culture in there of getting kids that want to play on blacktop. 
Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I actually beg to differ with you in the thinking that Michigan, and you know, I disdain Michigan State. I don't like Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know that. People say, oh, you, you're, 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 you're a, a uh, Sparty fanny pattern. No, I'm just seeing reality. You need to fear this dude. Okay. You need to, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm saying that wholeheartedly. He's got yeah. the portal thing down to a science and his recruiting class is he's beating Michigan right now. And he's 2-0 and against Harbaugh. That game, I'm so glad it's a priority. It's more important to me, or to this program, that, that 29th, that's the number one game on the schedule. You have All to protect right. home more than the Ohio State game. And I'm going to say that you don't need to fear him, but you need to answer him far more forcefully than you have. Two games, Michigan against uh, Mel Tucker teams, you, uh, you had an absolute, uh, just uh, uh, an abomination of a game two years ago when you couldn't defend the deep pass uh, and you hadn't undergone the defensive changes and you didn't have the the offense you have now, you didn't have a quarterback who could get it done. And last year you, you kind of got uh, – you played a competitive game, but you got the, uh, the East Lansing curse down the stretch. I, I think that Michigan can and will – answer more forcefully i don't think they need to be fearful well I, but they I mean, need I mean, to get after it fearful is not i mean they got to respect and they got to take notice you need to compete and yeah. the bet the list the best rivalries in college football are in-state rivalries okay mm-hmm. the fans got to deal with the water cooler warriors whether you work in a corporate environment whether you work in a factory whatever you're dealing with or in the driveway with a guy across the street though that's why it's most important you're not dealing with ohio state people Okay, you got to You got to You got to take care of that in-state rivalry. And it's and it's uh, I'm just saying um, I, I am totally impressed. Mel Tucker is 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 hosting 200 former Michigan State players at his house. He's building relationships. He's doing the whole thing and he's doing it in recruiting. Okay, and I, you know, I'm not saying I'm not, you know, I mean, barbecue with the big house thing is coming up. That's a big one for Michigan uh, recruiting wise. But. If Michigan's going to at best finish 15th in recruiting from the experts tell us coming off a big 10 title and CFP birth, something's wrong with that. You have to fix that. You should be in the top five. All right. And the fix starts and the, um, the pushback against uh, any notion of, of Mel Tucker as, uh, as the next uh, Jim Tressel of the big 10 starts with Ohio State uh, having them down by, what, seven touchdowns at, uh, at halftime, and Michigan more forcefully taking charge of that game and, uh, and putting Michigan State in its place uh, come, what, uh, mid-October. So, um, I, you know, points taken. Uh, we hear you. Uh, but I, I still think that uh, there's a whole lot to be written of that. Uh, I hear you. In, in the words of, of Mark D'Antoni, uh, <laughs> it's it's not over. Um, talk about let's talk about Cade for a, a few minutes. Cade McNamara, he seemed very uh, self-possessed and, and yeah. in charge, um, very calm in his interview sessions. I like the, the way this kid carries himself on the field, off the field. Um, I'm, uh, I, I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, the, the excellent non-conference schedule Michigan has uh, will allow for both quarterbacks to play uh, 
um, extreme amounts. And but, but your thoughts on uh, on what you saw out of Cade down in uh, in Indianapolis? Well, a tough with the caliber of these quarterbacks. And Jim Harbaugh talks about you know Cade should be worried about JJ. JJ should be worried about Cade. You know he talks about it that that, that this that this quarterback thing is 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 a fifty fifty. But at the same time, but oh, but Cage might start. He, he's mm-hmm. starting quarterback. Okay, so obviously he declared that. We, you heard that. Yep. Um, so going in, he's on the uh, he's on the inside lane running the Kentucky Derby. Okay, so um, that being said, you know I, I don't think you're going to really gain once again against this competition. Uh, you're gonna uh, you're gonna learn about a, a lot about the quarterback play. I think you learn that more in the, in the fire against better competition. But I, I hope. I hope that JJ is not going to, you know, get this twenty percent of participation. But I, I, I was impressed with Cade. I'm with you. He, he's an impressive guy, and Michigan's not going to bring. Michigan's got a bunch of impressive guys that could have gone there. Um, I thought he handled it well. He doesn't seem to acknowledge JJ um, as much as I thought he would. You know, he kind of just brushes off that and just talks about himself um, as, as a quarterback. You know, and um, I think it's. Um, uh, a couple of court, uh, uh, coaches indicated that they want their number one competitor on their team to be their quarterback. And I think Kate is, is about as competitive as you get. He wants to compete. And so I guess maybe that, that works for him. But I, I think they can't go wrong with either one of these guys. But I just hope number nine gets an opportunity, uh, more opportunity than he did last year and see if uh, maybe that's the better option. Well, I think he will. And uh, the good news is you have the uh, Big Ten championship winning starting quarterback back and you have someone that the head coach says will uh, will push him and uh, will that that Cade will have to beat out for the starting job. So, you know, that's that's nothing but good for this team, I believe. You know, Tom Crawford, we could do this. Uh, until midnight tonight, <laughs> just about what happened in Indianapolis. We yes. will have plenty to talk about. We'll do sequels. We'll do a right sequel through. next week. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, yeah. I appreciate you. Uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's do it again very soon. Um, but thanks for joining us today. Well, I appreciate JB. Oh, camp opens next week for the Wolverines on the third and everybody else and cannot wait for college football to begin. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.